Welcome to Inside the Vatican with America Media. Each week, veteran Vatican reporter Gerard O'Connell and I will take you behind the headlines for an intergenerational conversation about the biggest stories out of the Vatican. This week, we cover the Pope's recent controversial comments on gay people in religious life. I'm Colleen Dully. This is Inside the Vatican. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning from New York. Good afternoon from Rome, Colleen. Pope Francis once again made headlines this weekend, and let me just read you a few of them. Quote, Gay people should not join the Catholic clergy, Pope says. Another, Pope Francis, gay people should not be accepted into ministry. And, Pope, gay, quote, trend influencing the Catholic clergy. These articles all quote a new book on consecrated life called The Strength of a Vocation that was adapted from an interview that Pope Francis gave to a Claritian priest, Father Fernando Prado. And while there's some nuance in the page and a half about homosexuality, there are other parts of it that seem pretty black and white, like when the Pope says, quote, their place is not in ministry or in consecrated life. Look, we're both in the media. We re- realize that you can get the most eccentric headlines. You can get the most politically charged headlines. You can make a headline out of a story, and then when you read the full story, it may not match the headline. But people, this is how the news world works. And I, I think that certainly in, in the Catholic community, there should be a greater willingness to at least give an element of credibility that the Pope is trying to deal with a, a question that is a vexed question for many people, that he's trying to bring greater understanding. The thing is, after a long summer of sexual abuse revelations, many Catholics are losing patience in the church leadership myself included at times. This means that we're less willing to give Pope Francis or anyone in the hierarchy the benefit of the doubt. So when Pope Francis seems to do a 180 here, from who am I to judge gay priests to there is no place for them, it seems like just another disappointment or a chance to be disillusioned. But let's say that we're willing to give Francis the benefit of the doubt here. What does that look like? According to Jerry, it means we need to look at Pope Francis's words in context. I've seen some newspaper reports where it said, Pope Francis now homophobic. This is crazy. Why do you think that's crazy? I, I want to hear a little more about that. Well, I, f- first of all, to suddenly think that he, he makes one statement and this turns him into totally other than what you thought he was yesterday. This Pope is very consistent in his approach to people in different situations. He's a long time he's been relating with gay people in his ministry as a bishop, as Jesuit, as a bishop, as cardinal, and now as pope. And he's always said, as he said to Juan Carlos Cruz, you know, God made you this way. God loves you. The pope loves you. And he hasn't changed from that fundamental position. But what he is talking about is when you put people in the ministry or in the religious life, is this person going to be able to integrate well respect the religious vows to which they have taken or the commitment to celibacy which they have taken? Or is there a high risk that this person, this particular person, cannot do that? This is how I read it, because I I think you've got to read the Pope in, in the broader kind of span of statements that he has made on this question over the years. Right, which includes this, who am I to judge? And it includes God made you this way. Yeah. What he is saying is that 
you have to engage in real discernment when a candidate, a, a man or woman, comes forward and say they want to enter the priesthood or the religious life. And if you discover that they really have deep-rooted tendencies, which would be homosexual, then you, you have to raise questions and you have to examine carefully if this person is able to live life of celibacy. And I, I think this is what the Pope... I, I'm I'm quite surprised at some of the media comments because the Pope has been consistent throughout from that famous first comment on the plane back from Brazil, July 2013. He was questioned at that time about a priest who was working in the Vatican, a Monsignor who had been allegedly accused of being gay and etc., and the Pope said, who am I to judge if, if the person is living, trying to do God's will and trying to live an honest life? I don't think he's shifted from that position. The point of entry, there must be real careful discernment by the head of the religious order, by the bishop in the diocese. And if you spot problems at that point, you have to really evaluate whether this person is able to live the religious consecrated life, uh, respecting celibacy, or the priesthood respecting celibacy. And if you are not beyond reasonable doubt sure of this, then you should not accept. I've listened to him talk many times as he went around the world and gave talks to religious groups or groups of religious priests, bishops, etc., And this is a consistent message that comes across. So when we take in context Pope Francis's comments on gay priests from 2013, saying, who am I to judge if the priest is living chastely and serving the church, and his comments this summer to Juan Carlos Cruz saying, God made you this way, we start to get a fuller picture of how Pope Francis feels about gay and lesbian Catholics. We should also remember how, when Pope Francis visited the U.S., he met with one of his former students and his partner, We found out that the two often keep in touch, just like Pope Francis does with Juan Carlos Cruz. And he appointed our colleague Father James Martin, who advocates for LGBT people and the Church to be more respectful towards one another, as an advisor to the Vatican's Department for Communications. The Vatican also invited Father Martin to speak about LGBT issues at its World Meeting of Families this year. Within this context, it's easier to see the nuances in Pope Francis' recent comments, and it becomes clearer that, at least in most of this section, Francis is talking about gay and lesbian religious who don't live their vows of celibacy. He's recognizing that there are priests, there are persons in the religious life, in the priesthood, who are gay. But what he doesn't want is that they live a double life. And what does that mean? In other words, that they're committed to celibacy, but in actual fact, they're sexually active or something like this. Yeah, our colleague, Father James Martin, who uh, speaks a lot on LGBT issues, was was saying this weekend that, you know, Pope Francis wouldn't have made this comment that gay priests or gay religious shouldn't live a double life, right? They should be keeping their vow of celibacy. He says he wouldn't have said that had he intended for them just not to be part of religious life in the first place, right? Why would he say keep your vows rather than saying just leave? There's also another important bit of context to give this, which is that the Vatican's Congregation for Catholic Education under Pope Benedict issued a guideline saying that, quote, 
The church, while profoundly respecting the persons in question, cannot admit to the seminary or to holy orders those who practice homosexuality, present deep-seated homosexual tendencies, or support the so-called gay culture." End quote. This phrase, deep-seated homosexual tendencies, has been the subject of years of debate about what that phrase actually means, and how it should influence who is allowed to enter the seminary. To that end, some people say that Pope Francis's comments this weekend are nothing new, that he's simply reaffirming what's already been said by the church. To others, it seems that both the phrase and Pope Francis's comments don't actually bar gay men from the priesthood, just those who are sexually active. And then there are different degrees of understanding in between those points. So we've put the Pope's comments in context, maybe by suspending our unwillingness to give him the benefit of the doubt. And the context makes sense mostly. We can start to see the general outlines of Pope Francis' pastoral approach to gay and lesbian people, including those in religious life. And we start to see the outlines of the Church's longer debate on this issue. Now, assuming we keep that willingness and that context, how does that change how we read the Pope's other comment, that homosexuality is fashionable or simply a trend, and that that influences the Church? I think when he says it's fashionable now, it's reflecting, probably he looks back over the, his own, what he's seen in his own life. What do you mean by that? Because this is a really difficult comment for someone over here to, to stomach. Well, in these past maybe 20 years, maybe less, people have felt greater freedom to come out and say, I'm gay, this is who I am, this is what I am, etc. And society, at least in some parts of the world, not in all parts. I mean, if I think when I was in Uganda some years ago, you wouldn't have the freedom to talk about it in this way, and certainly not to live out publicly your life as a gay person. So remember, Francis has a a global vision at the same time, and he recognizes that in some parts of the world, things are this way in other parts of the world, they're not quite the same way. Right, but there are still, you know, gay people who are who are struggling, even if they don't live in a society where maybe that is accepted. It's important to note here that the Pope's comments in this book were, for the most part, about the realities of gay men and women in religious life. It's only this sentence about homosexuality being fashionable in which he seems to be speaking about society as a whole, rather than specifically about religious life. It's difficult to hear the Pope say he thinks it's like a fad, whereas, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, they, they're finally feeling free to live their lives. And it seems almost like the Pope doesn't want it to be that way. Well, he doesn't agree with gay marriage. Right, obviously. He recognizes gay unions. He's, he's always taught way back in Buenos Aires that uh, it was right for a couple who were living together to be able to pass on inheritance, to have uh, social welfare, all this. The, the, right, right. He's in favor of civil unions, yeah. Yes, civil unions, but he, he has never agreed on the question of gay marriage. No, and I wasn't trying to say that he was, but I was just trying to explain why this this might come off as kind of a surprise, you know, to hear this from a very pastoral pope, if you're a gay person, to hear that this part of your identity is maybe seen by the pope as just a trend. He said, it even seems, uses the word seems, that homosexuality is fashionable in our societies. That's a way of looking at it. It's an observation. It's not a dogmatic statement. It's not a teaching. He said, 
it even seems that homosexuality is fashionable in our societies. And in some way, that mentality also influences the life of the church. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think he's referring to with that influencing the life of the church? Clearly, the the fact that the gay people can now be come out publicly say they are it's it, it's influenced the, the life of the church, as it was said at the Synod of Young People. There are now many church communities who are have services, masses, etc., in which gay people participate. I, I think that the church has changed as a result of on how it responds to this reality. I think he's just making an observation rather than making a... It's clear that the church in a greater understanding has taken place in these last 10, 15 years within the church about the reality of gay people, how they suffer, how, how they have been scapegoated, how they have been isolated. And for Francis is completely against that kind of thing. But he's, he's saying that the, the, the fact that they have come out has perhaps brought a new understanding within the church to the reality of gay people. It seems like when we put the Pope's comment about homosexuality being fashionable in context, he's not meaning to dismiss gay people. On the contrary, if we look at his actions, he seems to be in favor of LGBT people feeling like they have a place to belong authentically as themselves in the church. Like Jerry said, being able to place the Pope's comments from this book in the context of what he has said and done throughout his pontificate and his ministries before that depends on how willing we are to give him the benefit of the doubt. And many people are struggling to do that right now. Whether or not you're willing to give the benefit of the doubt, context is important for any news story. There is always more behind the headline. So we'll continue to take you behind the headlines of the biggest Vatican news stories here on Inside the Vatican. Before we go, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, please tell a friend about it. We appreciate your help getting the word out. All right. Thanks, Jerry. um, And we will talk to you next week. Thank you, Colleen. Look forward to chatting again with you next week. Always enjoyable. Inside the Vatican is produced by me, Colleen Dully. Our executive producer is Eric Sundrup. Our news producer is Kevin Clark. Our audio engineer is Kieran Freeman. Our studio manager is Leopold Stubner. You can find in-depth and up-to-date Vatican coverage at americamagazine.org or follow America on Twitter at AmericaMag. For America Media, I'm Colleen Dully with Gerard O'Connell. See you next week.